What's up, everyone? It's Kirby Porter, and welcome to another episode of Court to Corporate. We're sitting down with athletes, discussing their personal playbooks, and diving deeper into how it's translated to success and lessons outside the game and in the business world. have heard a lot of the guests on our show dove into their entrepreneurial journeys post-collegiate career. Today's guest, Brandon Moore, is three businesses in as he enters his fourth year on the Northeastern men's track and field team. What I love about this conversation with Brandon is that it sheds light on the simplicity behind moving on what keeps you up at night. Now, I do not mean simplicity in terms of the work behind it, but Brandon brings great tangible advice on how you can act on creating what you wish existed. And here's what I mean. As you will hear with each topic we get into today, he starts with the vision and ends with action. So we begin with his vision to want to leave a legacy. Big task, but after he realized this would not be possible through track after injury, he pivoted to entrepreneurship to build his path in another lane, and has started three businesses since. Next, it's his vision to want to start a space for young, diverse entrepreneurs just like himself to network and be inspired by each other. And then he did just that with founding YetCorp. Lastly, it's his vision to inspire athletes to find their inner entrepreneur. And of course, beyond being on this episode today, you guessed it, he is writing a book that will be coming out at the end of this year. So today, in addition to discussing how he gets from inspiration to results from point A to point B, we have a great conversation and go along his journey from the inspiration behind YetCorp, how he approaches his summer internship while building his own businesses, and why all athletes should find their inner entrepreneur now. Cool. So let's just hop right into it. Who is Brandon Moore? How about you just start by telling us a little bit more about yourself and maybe a, a little journey into where you are now? Yeah. So yeah, my name is Brandon Moore. I'm a rising fourth year at Northeastern um, on the track team, Sprinter 400 um, from New Jersey. And I'm a marketing and entrepreneurship major. Um, always loved business. Both my parents are into business. Um, so it's been a very integral part of my life. Um, and, um, so where I am now, uh, I'm CEO and co-founder of YetCorp. Um, I've started about two, two to three businesses, um, throughout my time in college and, um, I'm interning at MyTech's Massachusetts Innovation Technology Exchange, um, an up-and-coming tech company here in Massachusetts. So that's where I'm at right now. Cool. I'd love to start with that kind of entrepreneurial marketing mindset that seems was kind of ingrained in you like from the beginning um, with the inspiration from your parents, but kind of focusing in on summer 17 here, following what I think was your freshman year, but stepping into that summer specifically, you founded your own media and digital marketing firm. And then to close out, you co-founded YetCorp. So during that same three-month time frame, you're also interning at ABC News. So I'd love to just start with your mindset going into that summer because you had began interning the summer before, but summer 17, what was different for you? What inspired you to begin two businesses within that time frame? Yeah, so um, I guess entrepreneurship has always been something I had thought about getting into in high school, but I didn't really know how or what I would do. 
Um, so entering college, I actually went through a really rough injury where I tore my full front quad. Um, yeah, it tore, rolled up my leg and pretty much died and stuck there. And it was a really, it was was like a revelation period in my life where I realized, all right, I can't do track forever. Right. Like there, I, I want to leave a legacy and if I can't do it, you know, by running, I want to do it another way. Right. And entrepreneurship has always been something I have loved and thought about doing. So, um, yeah, I got accepted into this special internship program, the Emma Bowen Foundation, um, for minorities interested in business and or media. Uh, I went on an interview at ABC and I got the job, thank God. <laughs> and um, yeah, so my, my second summer there, which was summer 17, uh, I got to go to a conference. And I, to my surprise, met a lot of young minority entrepreneurs. And I thought, this is a really dope experience. Um, you know, being able to, to meet people who thought like me and want to do things like me and share advice, tips and goals. It was just it was a really great and moving experience. And so I got home after that that conference and I'm looking for similar conferences and I'm seeing nothing. And the ones I do see, they cost thousands of dollars to attend and they're all for just, you know, old white men. And I'm like, you know, I'm not an old white man and <laughs> I'm a college student who does not have, you know, two thousand dollars to blow on a conference, right? Um, and so that's kind of where I got the idea for Yetcorp. Um, I was thinking, you know, what if we create some kind of event and space for, you know, young minority entrepreneurs like myself so we can all come together, network, collaborate, and be inspired by one, each, one, one another, excuse me. Um, and so I contacted Jordan Williams, um, who I was put in contact with, who is a rising senior at University of Pennsylvania, um, and we kind of put together. Uh, that's how Yetcorp came to be. Um, and then also, while I was interning at ABC, I was working on their marketing department. So I was a part, a part of the first minority group to pitch a campaign to the station that got selected. Um, so we put together a campaign for New York Fashion Week um, from the ground up. And I really felt that I learned a lot as far as marketing goes and building brands. And that's kind of why I decided to start more media group, which was a, a digital marketing agency as well. Yeah, I'd love to. I mean, something that kind of stood out to me was how this all kind of sprung up or started from the opportunity with the Bowen Foundation. And I'd love to just hear more with just kind of like how how that opportunity came about, because when I think about my experiences and the platforms that I've had the privilege to be a part of, like MLT and Jobwell, um, and, I, you know, what you're doing with Yedcorp and making it more accessible were there any barriers for you to find the Emma Bowen Foundation at first? Um, and did you find it out through word of mouth or were teammates informed of it? Like, what was your process in, in kicking that off? Yeah, so my aunt, um, she actually heard about it and she she knew I was interested in business. So she told my, my parents and they said, you know, why don't you apply? And this was senior of high school. And I said, you know, why not? You know, I need a, I need a job over the summer. It could be an interesting experience. Let's see where, where it could take me. Um, and I applied, and I, I didn't expect to get accepted into it, and I got accepted. Um, and I'm like, all right, this is this is something serious. Um, and then they put me on the interview with ABC. Um, there were about nine of the candidates, and um, I went into the room with Sandra Thomas, who was then the the woman hiring. Um, and it was a very rigorous process. Um, there, like I said, nine of the candidates extremely qualified 
And she was asking me all these questions, and I honestly, I kept saying the wrong answers. You know, I kept, <laughs> I kept you know how you go on an interview, you, you want yep. to be perfect, right? So you have your, your script of, you know, answers you say to the exact questions, and she knew I was just basically reading off a script. <laughs> Got the teleprompter going in your head. <laughs> <laughs> and then she, eventually she was like, all right, Brandon, stop it, all right? Tell me why you want this job. Um, and I kind of put the script to the side and I was just, I was just honest with her. And I, you know, I said, I, my angle is to be an entrepreneur and I feel like this is a, a stepping stone in, into the right direction and I can really gain from learning from you, you know, and, and, and the people around me. And she realized I was genuine and gave me the opportunity. So I, I believe the barrier was me putting my guard down and being true to myself and not the thing that you know you have to do x y and z in order to get a job when you really just have to be yourself i mean to that point the transparency in that process like we're going on a full tangent here but i i loved how you I mean, you knew it was authentic to what your end goal was and you knew when it was time to put aside uh whatever narrative you felt was was best fit at first um i guess my my question is how each summer after that how have you been evaluating What's the right stepping stone? Um, when is it the right time to, you know, follow through with YetCorp? Or when is it the right time to do another internship? Like, how are you viewing this? Is it through skill sets or is it through getting access to different industries? Like, how are you thinking about those stepping stones? Yeah, so uh, my original thought process, and I try to tell this to everyone I, I talk to, is there is no better time to start something than when you're in college, right? Because this is the least amount of responsibility you will have for the rest of your life, right? You, you don't have the responsibility of the amount of bills or, you know, like taking care of family, kids or any of that in college. So it's like, if you have an idea, jump into it. And that's kind of was my thought process around starting YetCorp um, and even internships, right? So going forward, it was like, I didn't want to just take a job to take a job. It was more, what is this job offering me as far as my skill set and helping me reach the level I want to reach, right? So with ABC, it was right, there were a lot of connections. I knew their, their marketing department was strong. They had a good brand. I said, of course, I want to take this opportunity, right? And then moving forward, any internship after that, it was, it was like, what, what skill set do I have that I can contribute to them and what can they offer to me? So it was, it was then, it's more than a job, right? You have to think long term in the future where it's like, all right, if I do this now, three years from now, will I have thank myself for taking that opportunity or would it have been a waste of time? Right. Let's circle back on uh, more media group uh, during its founding of which you were founder and CEO, social media, digital marketing firm. Um, and, you know, you oversaw the following, just kind of looking at how you outlined this out, content creation, website design and build, overall digital marketing strategy and the underlying foundation of building someone's story through branding. At the time, you were still an underclassman. So what had been your exposure? Um, you know, maybe it was the ABC internship. But aside from that, what was your exposure to marketing and digital strategy up until that point um, that really helped you build that expertise? Yeah. So, of course, you know, my experience at ABC and the connections I made you that were pivotal in me deciding to move forward with more media group. But it wasn't just that. It was so obviously, you know, connections go a long way. And. I would go on Instagram and I would find young people doing marketing and starting marketing agencies like me and I would immediately DM them, right? And it, it got to a point where I would meet up with people in the city my age who, who started these big marketing companies 
and I would just sit and chat with them for hours. One of the people doing being um, Jordan Nazario, who's a very, um, a very well-known marketer um, in this day and age. He was voted to um, the uh, Forbes, actually. Um, and I would just sit with them and talk with them and gain knowledge from them. And, and the knowledge I got from them, I would implement in, in my own practice, in more media group. And I would build those connections and take that knowledge and, and try and, and turn more media group into a larger brand that way. And from a timing perspective, you founded YetCorp at the end of August 2017 and then executed a very successful summit um, July 2018 with sponsors like Squarespace and Jobwell and great panelists. And I've interviewed several guests now that began their entrepreneurial journey postgraduate. But as you just mentioned, you started a little bit earlier, but just grounded in the simple fact that there's no better time to start something than while you're an undergrad. Um, so you're in the thick of it right now. I'd love to hear just more on the process of executing the first YetCorp Summit in summer 2018 while you were still stop stepping into your sophomore season. Um, how was it bouncing that and maybe coming back from injury? Yeah, so I will start off by saying it was not easy. <laughs> Um, entrepreneurship in general is not easy, but it especially isn't easy as a, as a college athlete, um, battling injury. Um, so it was extremely important. I'm, and I'm very thankful for the team that I, that I have. Um, so there are five of us and only me and one person go to the same school, but we never see each other, but the rest of the team is spread out throughout the country. So the entire time when we were building this team and, and playing this summit, we had never met in person, any of us. Um, the entire summit was planned over the phone. Um, had you had you met Jordan in person at that point? I had not met Jordan in person. While Sorry to, wow. So, and so how did you first come in contact with him? So I originally pitched the idea to a guy I met at the Emma Bowen conference. And he's, he put me in contact with Jordan because he believed Jordan would be a great fit. Thank God for that. Um, and so... Me and I spoke with Jordan on the phone and he was immediately on board and we just dove right in and we would get on phone calls for hours almost every week, you know, trying to get a little bit done here and a little bit done there and, and really build the team up and strategically plan the summit. Um, so I guess the biggest takeaway I could take from from that first year was time management. And I know I sound cliche, but it's so important, especially as an athlete, we, we get into a cycle or a school practice, you know, tutoring, dinner, sleep, and that cycle starts again. And and what made it the transition easy easier for me was just keep adding to that cycle, right? So I have school, track, add some yet corp in there, right? Then dinner, then sleep, and I I just keep that cycle going and get on my calls with my team and it made it a little easier for me knowing that I had a, a routine going. Yeah. I absolutely resonate with that. And I guess for you, like, did you have examples in place of teammates that had also started their own business or fellow athletes in the Boston area that, you know, you could use use as a guide or a map to kind of understand how you could shape your process or differentiate your process as you moved along? Or was this just a new a new barrier for you? This was a, an entirely new barrier for me. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, I, I, at first, Jordan and I, we didn't know what we were doing, but we knew we wanted to do it and we knew we were going to pull it off. Um, it was just a matter of how. Uh, so we took what we knew, and it, there were a lot of there was a lot of trial and error as entrepreneurship goes. Um, but you know, over that six month period of playing that summit, we just kept grinding. Um, when we were looking for a venue, we got rejected by countless places. 
I would say 10, 20, 30 venues we reached out to for um, a venue for sponsorship. They declined us, right? But eventually Squarespace reached back out to us. They didn't think we were serious. They thought we were just a bunch of college kids fooling around. They said, if you want to come to New York next week, you can check out the space. You can come and we'll see what happens. Um, we all caught planes and trains and buses down to New York, showed up at the venue, and they're like, oh, damn, these guys are serious. Um, and it, it really took that, you know, that someone taking a chance on us um, and, and us being persistent to, to pull it off. And I, I'd love to hear just more on this trial and error piece. Is is what was executed in July 2018 at the first summit, was that the initial concept for Yed Corp or did you find that it had to evolve with each with each uh with each no along the way or um with each pivot or each addition of a team member like how what happened between August 2017 and July 2018 yeah so the 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 base was there but to your point as we added more members who had who had newer and newer ideas as the months got closer we started to realize things had to change and tweak a little bit originally um, my thought process was we could do the, the event for an entire weekend, you know, two or three day summit, you know, and then as we got down to it, realistically, that didn't become an option. <laughs> that that need to be a little bit harder to plan, be a little more money than we have in the budget to 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 cater to all these people. Um, and we decided to do a one day event about eight hours um, and then, you know, get some keynote speakers and panelists and and. That was really the biggest tweak was the tweaking the logistics of the event itself. And I mean, we've been talking about Yed Corp and just getting right into it, but I'd love to hear just more on the mission um, and maybe how this is inspired out of your personal experience. But if you had to break it down, what does Yed Corp stand for and what do you guys do? Yes, yeah, so Yed Corp stands for Youth Entrepreneurs Diversity Corporation. I know it's a mouthful. <laughs> That's why you go um, by Yed Corp, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <A little more laughs> um, but the, the mission is to empower young minority entrepreneurs like myself and like the many others around this world um, and, and kind of get them a, a platform and a place to build their network, build their resources, and build their business. At our event, at our national summit, we've had people find co-founders, find employees, find internships and full-time jobs. Um, and it's just, it's, it's a marketplace for you to let your ideas run wild and, and see what you can build. And as a student athlete of color, I'd love to kind of go back to, um, how, how a lot of this was sparked out of having the athlete and you taken away for a second with an injury, um, and finding another means to, to build your legacy and platform. But is there anything in there, um, is it, if it's from the first summit or what you see coming up in the second summit in terms of how your dual experience as a student athlete has informed what, in, what it exists today with Yedcorp? Absolutely. And I'm, I'm actually writing a book about this currently. Wow. Good timing. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Good um, timing. A New Lane, uh, that's the name of it. Hopefully um, it'll be out by December. Um, but um, to your point, I, I I mentioned kind of how it, the athlete in me and the kind of mindset, the mentality, and all the tools you learn as an athlete can translate over to the business world. Um, and that's exactly what it was like for me building Yetcorp. You know, as an athlete, I'm sure you know you're taught, you know, to be resi- resi- resilient, excuse me, and to, to continue to fight 
Um, you're taught to kind of be in a routine and make sure your schedule is right. So, you know, if your grades aren't right, you're not playing, right? So um, everything as far as being resilient and keeping my routine going um, and counting on others, that all translated over to Ed Corp and, and the success we had. Because if we weren't resilient, we weren't going to find a venue. You know, we weren't going to get tickets sold. Um, if I didn't have a routine, we weren't going to get anything done, you know, and my grades would have started slacking. So keep, you know, trying that happy balance and realizing that everything you learn in athletics does not only apply to athletics, but applies to the rest of your life. Yeah, I mean, on the on the piece of balance, I find that that's the biggest takeaway for me. I'm not always good at it, um, but... I think it's a lot of it is grounded in how we have that routine that you mentioned, wake up, breakfast, class, practice, study, like and repeat. Um, and I think in there, as an athlete, you're really able to kind of understand when you're out of bounds because you're so used to being in a routine. And I think that's something that really instills a lot of discipline in you as you move forward as an entrepreneur. Um, and so for you, I guess, kind of bouncing both your student-athlete schedule and your your schedule as an entrepreneur at once, what, be, beyond the time management piece, were there any other struggles that you faced along the way and how did you overcome them? Was it relying more on your, on your team um, or was it sometimes taking a step back? Like what were those best practices for you? Yeah, there were definitely a lot more challenges. Um, <laughs> One of those challenges being um, realizing that you're not in control of every situation, right? And, and, and learning how to pivot and not get frustrated, um, especially like leading a team, you have people counting on you. So if you start to show that you're frustrated about something, that if something doesn't go your way, you're upset, if you let those emotions show, your, t- your team starts to, to doubt you. Right. So you have to always keep a, a sense of confidence and a sense of security um, in leading a team and constantly letting them know that you will handle things and everything will be OK. Um, so that was a challenge for me just because I, you know, as my first year planning a summit, I was ambitious, but I was worried at the same time because I want to be perfect. Um, so learning to to life you can't always control things in life and to to just be resilient and keep your composure um another thing being around ticket sales right so college students generally i learned don't buy ticket sales until the last minute right so leading up to the summit we sold out with about 150 tickets when the month of july came we had around 50 60 ticket sales and i'm like oh damn this thing's in like three weeks we need more ticket sales all of a sudden you know, the ticket sales spiked up by 100 within the last week and a half. Um, so, you know, keeping my composure, um, continuing to hit the street, go sell tickets, um, regardless of what it looked like at the time. So it, it was, I guess the biggest takeaway I can say is being resilient and keeping your composure when things don't go your way. To, to wrap up with two things, I'd love to hear um, just some of your advice for athletes of color and what they, what they can do 
or what you wish to inspire them with the Edcorp to pursue their entrepreneurial passions. I'm, I'm not sure if you felt the same, but I feel like I didn't see it as much um, while in undergrad in terms of athletes that are currently playing at, at a D1 level or whatever, pursuing or um, their, their businesses or pursuing whatever that thought may be for them. So would love to just hear any advice or words of encouragement for you um, for, for them to start thinking in that lane. The first thing I want to tell any athlete that has any sort of idea or desire to get into entrepreneurship is to jump in immediately. Stop waiting. Stop hesitating. Stop putting it off for another day. Each day you put it off, you're going to regret it. You have an idea. If you're passionate about something, you think about it 24-7, jump into it now. Right? And so, and also, stop, stop believing that just because you are an athlete, that's all you can be. And that's all you can focus on. Right? You have built up the mental fortitude to do anything you want to do. So if you want to start a business while being a college athlete, you can. Just inc- just keep adding those pieces into your daily routine, and it will get a little bit easier day by day, right? You got to do something for school. You have to do something for practice. You have to do homework. Add that. Let me do something for my business. Let me do a little research. You know, add that into your routine. It will it will get easier. I promise you. The last thing I want to say is to to find the right teammates. Right. Not athletic teammates, but teammates to help you build your business. That is a pivotal part of of, of life. Right. If you're, you're a college athlete, you obviously are very busy with, with practice. Find someone who can compliment you and help you when you don't have the time to do something else.